Good afternoon or morning, Skillman family, whatever time you are listening to this Continuing the Conversation podcast. This is uh, John Mark Davidson, uh, minister at the Skillman Church of Christ, alongside my good friend, Jake Jacobson. Hi, I'm here. And uh, don't worry, we are uh, sitting about six feet apart from each other. <laughs> well, we're trying our best. Uh, <laughs> we still have to uh, get some stuff done. In fact, we were just uh, recording some video that we're going to put on Facebook for our midweek message this Wednesday and our, also our YouTube channel. And uh, it is Monday, and we have typically uh, released a podcast episode for the Continuing the Conversation podcast. And so we said, you know, hey, should we record a quick uh just a quick podcast to put on there to keep that consistency. We, we said yes. Yeah. yeah, we said yes. Yeah, but uh, admittedly, we don't really have a you know an agenda per se. Uh, we just wanted to just say hello, connect, um, just let you guys know that we are praying for you, and also uh, communicate with you um, some ways during this time uh, where we are all in our homes to stay connected. Hey, Jake, did you know that uh, I think the the, the top people, I don't know who makes these decisions, but they changed the name. It used to be called social distancing, mm. and uh, they changed it to physical distancing. Oh. Did you know that? I did not know. Tell, tell me why. Well, I mean, I, I think my, my guess is is uh, what the rationale behind it was is that uh, the, the idea is to physically distance ourselves from each other so that germs won't spread. But socially, we are a communal race you know we are, i mean mm. uh, as humans we are are meant to be with people we're meant to uh communicate and share life and stories and, and we're not meant to be alone you know someone very important said that men it's not meant to be alone mm. you know uh so uh anyway they're they're trying to shift it to be more of a physical distancing but encouraging people to still remain social online yeah i think that's great and certainly something that uh, here at the church we're, we're we're kind of in uncharted territories but we are doing our best to try to figure out how, how do we be the church in this time? How, how are we going to be a community of people when we have to be physically isolated from one yeah. another? And it's it's a tough uh, journey for, for a lot of people, tough for us to kind of figure out. Yeah. And uh, we're really in an unprecedented time. There's never been something like this that's happened in my lifetime, your lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, probably in the majority of lifetimes uh, of people here at this church. This is a pretty unique experience. Yeah, exactly, man. I was thinking about the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, uh, two weeks ago, everything was kind of normal, right? And we were, uh, we we heard the news, and you know there was stuff going going around uh, in other states on the coasts that were, I guess, more advanced in the spread of the virus. Uh, and so we had sent out, we we had prepared this email to send to the church that said, "Hey, um, we're still going to meet, uh, but um, if you are at the at risk category, if if you are considered, uh, you know, if you have heart disease or if you have respiratory issues, you know, please stay home." So we had all that ready. Mm-hmm. We were going to meet on Sunday, but then on Friday, of lot of I guess two Fridays ago, we made this decision. You know, and this is all. We also got help from from the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the city. <laughs> uh, Mayor Eric Johnson uh, made the decision easy for us, but uh, we had to go online, and we had never done mm. an online service before. Yeah, you and me. Yeah, no, never. Yeah, and so like we had to scramble and figure out how we're going to do it, and so we met on Saturday here at the Rotunda. Yeah, and the idea was, man, how are we going to figure out how to to, to stream these services? And uh, man, by the grace of God, man, we we pulled it off That's the right. first week. That's right. You know, I think there was a couple of couple of things that uh, so, some folks pointed out to us that we could have done better. But luckily, 
luckily they were they were they were things that were not that important. Yeah, uh, I know. You know, it was yeah. things like there, there was a wire in the background. Yeah, that's like, that a helpful the, comment. The wire was a little distracting when you get rid of the, wi- the wire. You know, ultimately, like that—that's no big deal. You know, <laughs> yeah, we still exactly. had worship, we still had communion. Yeah, uh, we were able to to virtually meet as a faith community. So yeah, the the really important stuff was taken care of. Yeah. Even though uh, you know the wire was there, and there was a couple couple other just uh, things that we could have done to make it a little bit better, yeah, uh, visually. Uh, but uh, what, overall, uh, it was a win. With some of the uh, you know people writing in or text messages, what so far? What's been the feedback you've received on, I guess, these virtual meetings mm-hmm. online? I, I just want to. I've been really. Uh, it's been really a wonderful mm-hmm. experience so far, and so I, I want to say to people who are listening, people who are watching. Uh, you know, thank you for for the words, the kind words that you've shared. I think the I think it's pretty well known that this is not something that we've ever done before, and uh, yes. certainly something that we weren't uh, preparing for until kind of the last moment uh, that first mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. But uh, both of uh, last Sunday and yesterday, these uh, ser- services have gone really well, and yeah. uh, I got to say, uh, John Mark has done a great job because oh, John Mark has been the primary uh, producer, director uh, of these oh, uh, online services, no, and been... he's doing a great job of putting everything together for us. So, man, what's been fun, man? It's, it is actually, if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't in ministry, I would have loved to be in uh, video making. Yeah. So it's kind of a fun for me to combine both together mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah uh, what about you are, are you getting messages from folks that uh, what do you think oh man you know this is i was thinking about this man like it's in it's in times like this with humanity uh, within the human race it's, it's almost times it's, it's in times like this where innovation and creativity really begin to flower and to blossom mm-hmm. you know uh and i think what we were forced to do to kind of be creative and innovative with some online content you know, this is something that we've wanted to do for a long time. And we, we wanted to do something like this where we have stuff on our Facebook page. We have stuff uh, on YouTube, uh, reaching a wider audience. We, you know, we've desired to, to do this, but we haven't really felt the heat. Mm. And we, we've been busy with other things. Yeah. And uh, But this has generated a necessity to kind of think bigger. We're developing some habits right now. We are uh, getting some things up and running that will kind of enter into the fabric of who we are as a community. And one day when we meet together physically again, I think my hope is that we'll have the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. We'll have uh, both the online set things set up for those that want to continue the week, but also we'll have the physical face to face as well. Mm, yeah, I love that. You know, I, I've just been thinking about. <clears throat> I, I am not a texter by nature, oh, man. Uh, but these past couple of weeks, I feel like I've sent more text messages yeah. and received more text messages uh, yeah. than probably at any other point. <laughs> In my life, and I just want to read mm-hmm. uh, read one while we're talking about this, yeah. this innovative, creative format because I, I got this message yesterday yeah. after this service streamed, and uh, there's an ongoing joke that I have with uh, with one couple in our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of you probably know Carrie and Robin Wells. Oh, I love them. And, uh, good and so, people. Uh, I have an ongoing joke with, good with the Wells that anytime I preach, uh, they they sit on the front row because they're nervous uh, that I'm going to fall off the stage. <laughs> Because of how close to the edge I stand, and uh, and so yesterday morning uh, after the service ended, I got a text message from Robin, and she said, "P.S. Such a relaxing sermon, not worrying about you falling off the stage." Oh, that's so good, man. <laughs> so yeah, like oh, you said, best yeah. of both worlds. You know, know you get a best, sermon, but, but not have to, you worry. Don't have to worry about falling off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so man, I mean, this is definitely interesting times, um, and I do think that it's important for us as, as ministers, as those that are ministering to, to you all at this time. Uh, I mean, we're in the soul business. Mm-hmm. We really care 
about how you are and, and your soul. And really, uh, our desire is, is to use these messages, these times that we have, uh, the time for we communicate, to speak to what uh, your soul is feeling. And I, you know, I do want to say, I mean, we do have to acknowledge that we are in a crazy time. We are in a time of uh, ambiguity. Uh, there's a time of unknowing. We don't know what it will be like and that there really is a fear. Um, and that is something that's that's happening right now. There are people that are anxious and, and fearful. Yeah. I mean, uh, have you have you seen that, man, uh, just on what your experience, man, yeah. uh, kind of this level of anxious, anxiousness? Yeah, de definitely. I, I feel like uh, there have been a handful of people that uh, I feel pretty well connected to that have let me know uh, that they are really scared uh, about this particular time, about not being to be face to, be able to be face to face with people. Yeah. And uh, you know, luckily uh, in our world, we have uh, some abilities through technology, uh, you know, FaceTime, uh, different uh, apps and things like that that we can. Oh my stars! Uh, yeah. We, we can we, at the very least we can see each other even if we're not physically uh, close to one another. So yeah, you know, that, that's a positive, but. Uh, there is a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear yeah. about this idea of being isolated. Uh, even fear about going uh, going somewhere. You know, if you yeah. if you yeah. go somewhere like the grocery store, you've never had to worry about yeah. going to the grocery store before. Yeah, uh, you know, exactly. There's always enough food. There's always enough supplies. You don't have to worry about getting sick while you're there. Uh, you know, you just kind of, it's just one of those things that just becomes so normal for us. Yeah, exactly. And when that's disrupted. Uh, it's it can be very disorienting. Yeah, it can. And it's, it's interesting that you put that that use that that phrase. You know, I'm finishing up my PhD right now uh, in the last couple days, man, of yeah. this big massive paper. And uh, one of the things that I'm talking about is a learning theory that's called uh, transformative learning theory. Mm. And uh, it's a uh, when people study how do people learn and grow. I know there's a whole bunch of theories out there of how people learn. There's experiential learning. There's um, you know, just a whole gamut of, of theories. But one of them that I really like is this theory. It's called transformational learning. Mm. And it's this idea that uh, there are times in life, there are instances in life, there are lessons that transform us, that create a radical shift, that before there is a certain framework that we view the world, something happens. And then after this something, our whole framework has shifted and we transform into a healthier, uh, more inclusive mindset. And that's called transformative learning. Mm. And so, you know, the, the game for teachers and all that and, and you know, the edu educators is to figure out, uh, you know, how can they be a part of this transformative learning? So it's not only a mental exercise, but it's a transformative experience. Learning can be. But uh, the... Um, the, the author, or the, guess the, the person who came up with this theory, he came up with 10 different phases. Mm. And it's interesting that the first phase of transformative learning, if you want to be transformed, uh, in, according to this theory, the first step is what's called a disorienting dilemma. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a disorienting dilemma. That's when, when our current framework is challenged. Yeah. When the way that we view the world, something creeps in and makes us question, well, maybe there's a different way. Yeah. And I think uh, you said the word just right away. I, I think that we are experiencing as a society a disorienting dilemma. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like Shane uh, said yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was referencing uh, an an author that he had recently read uh, about this. But 
you know, we've all been at those moments in our life where the worst of the worst is happening to us. Yeah. We've just never all been there at the exact same time. Yes. And like you said, like our entire society, the entire world is going through this right now, is going through this moment of disorientation. And yeah. uh, it also makes me think of, uh, you know, Walter Brueggemann. Mm-hmm. He writes about mm-hmm. the Psalms. Yeah. Uh, he, he tries to classify the majority of the Psalms into three different types. Mm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. orientation, which basically means life is good. Mm. We're praising God. Yeah. yeah. And then there's disorientation, which means that something has gone terribly wrong and we are crying out to God, asking God, where are you? Uh, yes. When are you going to show up? When are you going to save us? Yes. And then after disorientation, there are Psalms of reorientation. Yes. And those, oh, man. those are the Psalms where... We, you can't go back to the way things used to be. Yeah, You've been exactly. through the disorientation, yeah. and so now, oh, now I've learned something. Now I've been transformed, uh, yeah. to reference your learning theory. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and so I think we're all anxious uh, to get <laughs> to the yeah. songs of reorientation during this time. Man, dude, I think that's the magic of spirituality, and I think that's where, where really we, as we want to speak into this. Number one, the fear and anxiety is real. Mm, yeah. It's, it's real. Uh, and I think sometimes preachers and ministers or people who have the pulpit or you know the microphone, they can minimize mm. emotions or feelings. You know, they, oh, forget about it. Yeah. Just be strong and courageous, and right. everything will be okay. Right. And I think it's important for us to pause at first and say, yeah, this is a disorienting dilemma. Mm. Uh, your fear is justified. Your fear is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, your fear. We hope your fear doesn't. Uh, it's not in the driver's seat. It's not controlling right. the situation. Yeah, I mean, it's important to have that. It's kept us alive as a human race for so right. long. Yeah. Uh, but the, really the compelling question, I think, and where spirituality comes into play is how are we going to respond to this disorienting dilemma? Right. And as a people, can we take this pandemic and can it make us a more compassionate, more loving, more aware, more conscious, uh, more connected to God people? Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, just a few moments ago, uh, you shared with me a, a poem, and I'd, I'd love for you to, to read it here in just a moment. And I know I've gotten things from people, too, and I hope uh, people are, are receiving uh, you know, messages of good news and hope that even through uh, the difficulty that we're in right now, that there is reason to hope. Uh, I think of a couple couple days ago, I received an email from Troy Gibson, and it had a, a poem attached to it. And I know you received a similar poem, uh, oh, two yeah. different poems, but a similar poem from uh, from Don Williams. Yeah. And uh, so is that something that you want to read? Oh, man, yeah. I mean, this is a, I just love the sentiment behind it. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, kind of a poem, a message of, of hope. You know, really, how can we face this pandemic as a people? Mm-hmm. Uh, as, you know, as individuals, but also as a people. How can we face it and come out of it with more compassionate hearts? Yeah. Right? That's, and I think there's been already, you know, before I read that, I do want to say there's a couple of truths that have already emerged. Yeah. Um, number one is that I think this has taught us that we're all connected. Yeah. I think, uh, especially us in the United States, the West, the, the frontier, you know, us in Texas. That's right. And you know, we pride ourselves in our individualism and our freedom. You know, we do it our way, mm. and it's, it's our way or the highway. I mean, that, that's kind of this culture, um, the American yeah. pickup on, you know, your bootstraps, I can do it. Um, and, you know, I think it's a beautiful, it's gotten a lot of things uh, accomplished. Yeah. It's created a great society. Uh, one drawback to that, though, is that taken too far, we can think that we're isolated or mm-hmm. that we are in control of just our, of our yeah. own fate altogether. When I think what this has taught us, number one, is that we're all connected. Yeah. That people in China, people in Iran, people in Spain, Italy, yeah. here, um, that they're, we're all attached to a system that 
Uh, what happens in China affects us here. What happens in here affects us in Iran, affects people in Iran. Yeah. Uh, that as humans, I think this I hopefully will teach us that there really is no us and them. Mm. There's only us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, you know you can definitely think about uh, pe people are looking at other parts of the world to say <clears throat> that's where they are right now. Yeah. And that's where we're going to be before too long. And and you know what what things can we learn from what they're going through? So that we can do some things here. Yeah. So, like you said, all the connection uh, is real, and, and to exactly, pretend like uh, you know we're just this individual, this one person or one nation, and uh, it's just us against the world. Yeah. Uh, you know that's not really helpful at a time like this. Man, I was thinking too. I, I heard heard this uh, in a podcast I was listening to, but um, when trees, I didn't know this, but when trees are in distress, apparently they send out a signal. Mm. Uh, that is sent to all other trees, and these trees can communicate yeah. uh, with this distress signal. Wow. I think, um, I think in a lot of ways, we as a human population, we're having to collaborate. We're having to put down our differences to work together. Uh, you know, I think about those movies where the alien ship comes into, uh, <laughs> into yeah. you know, uh, in the sky. And all of a sudden, you have all the armies of the world facing the common enemy. Right. Or you know, my kids and I and you know, Tara, we've been uh, binge uh, every day. Been watching a new movie of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and we just did the the two towers. Or, but there is there are scenes where the enemy is there, and the elves and the the dwarfs and the humans they'll have to work together right. to fight a common enemy. Yeah. They kind of they let go of their differences. Right. And you're an expert, man. So I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking out of turn on this one. You know, I was just wondering when you were going to reference the ints. Yeah, <laughs> see, I don't even know what those are, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but, but like we're having this is teaching us as, as that we are connected um, as as a group. Yeah. Um, you know, the second thing uh, that that really um, has has been highlighted is that in a time like this, in a pandemic like this. It's the most vulnerable in our society that are affected. Mm, yeah, and uh, I think we've seen that. Uh, those that are older, those that are are sick, those that are don't have a home, mm. uh, those whose jobs were already in limbo, and now uh, the their paycheck is at stake. You right. Know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping, you know, how can we, how can we as a as a individuals as a church, as spiritual people, how can we take this pandemic and allow it to transform us? Uh, into a more compassionate people. I, I think really noticing the effects that it's having on the vulnerable, yeah. I think will help us doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, certainly something Scripture has a lot to say about as well. And something that's close to God's heart is caring for the least, uh, yeah. caring for the people who have been outcast and placed on the margins of society. And uh, so in a very real way right now, uh, we have an opportunity to uh, see and respond. Yeah. And uh, of course, that's going to be unfolding over the next weeks, months, mm -hmm. uh, maybe even years of what uh, what the results of this time period in history will be. And yeah. uh, uh, this is, it could be a ex really exciting moment for us to, to be creative and think, what are we going to do in response to this? What are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to do yes. in two months? What oh, are we going to do in two years? I hear you, man. I mean, and you know, uh, it reminds me of that poem that you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, we are experiencing a uh, disorienting dilemma, mm -hmm. but Maybe dilemma is not the right word. Maybe it's opportunity. Yeah. This is a, a disorienting opportunity yeah. for us as a society to refocus, to reshape. And so, uh, yeah, Don Williams sent me this, uh, I guess it's, I don't know if it's a poem or an email. I'm not quite sure what it was, but it's entitled, What If? Um, 
and uh, just saying that what if this experience that we're having, uh, what if this ultimately can help us as a people, ultimately, you know, ultimately when it's all said and done, what if they can help us and transform us into a more compassionate, loving people? You know, what if this allows us to reset? What if this allows us to remember? What if it allows us to reconnect with the family and community? What if this time where we're not traveling as much, we, we realize that the environment, the skies, uh, the air, our lungs are all getting a break? Uh, what if this is an opportunity to turn inwards, uh, to get into deep med meditation, rather than uh, the usual uh, being stimulated by ex externally? What if this is uh, a chance for us to reset economically? Uh, the working poor, the lack of health care access uh, for over 30 million in the United States, uh, the people who don't have paid leave. So what if this is a chance for us to grow, to be transformed? Uh, this is a disorienting opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, what can we do about it? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, definitely one thing that's been heavy on my heart is thinking about what, what are we going to do? What am I going to do differently? Mm -hmm. When this is all said and done, when you know the city is opened back up, when businesses resume, uh, are we just going to go back to the status quo, or oh, you know, what are we going to do? What am I going to do to say how can I be a more caring, compassionate yes. uh, follower of Jesus yes. in this particular time in my life, in this particular place in the world? Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully, there will be many of us who ask ourselves that question and who work together to try to take the opportunity to do something, yeah, uh, to help bring a more just society, to help. Uh, help people right where they are and yes. uh, know that their physical circumstances are just as important to us as followers of Jesus as their spiritual. Yeah. Circumstances. Oh my, man, that's man. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't say it better, man. Yeah. I mean, and you probably, I don't know if in your neighborhood it's, it's like this, but I've seen more people mm. outside, you know, uh, at home, you know, in the front yards. Yeah. And I know we can't see each other, you know, talk to each other. We're having to respect the, the distancing, you know, we can wave from across the street but I've seen more people outside, more people with their families, yeah. um, and man, I'm really hoping that this will give us. Uh, you know, I did read these two articles too. One was about how the divorce rate in China has increased since <laughs> self quarantine. That's since right. quarantine, yeah. Like I guess being uh, together, some couples have realized it's not worth it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the second thing is that uh, people are saying that you know right now there's a fear of the hospitals being overrun. Right. But in nine months uh, from now, there might be a whole bunch of Corona babies. Yeah. Um, Just like we have the baby boomers. Yeah. We're gonna have the Corona babies. Yeah, and, and because people are having to stay home, you know, yeah. a lot more, a lot more. Yeah. And so there might be uh, not enough hospital beds. Yeah. For the pregnant mothers. Yeah. Well, of course, Rebecca and I are uh, we're very interested in following that second trend. Not so much the oh, first yeah. trend. <laughs> uh, but Rebecca and I. Are, yeah. Other you know, two men. Yeah. We're, we're we're in the process of of trying yeah. to adopt, and so yeah. uh, you know having having a lot more yeah. others out there for us might not be a bad You're thing. You're right, man. You're right, dude. That's right. Yeah, okay. that's, that's the glass half uh, half full. Yeah, that's right, man. That's so true. <laughs> well, man, uh, before we close today, we want to make this a short uh, podcast episode, but uh, do you have, Jake, do you have any recommendations, any suggestions on how uh, our church family at Skillman during this time of physical mm. isolation yeah. can stay socially connected? Oh, yeah, socially connected. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is actually, it's funny that you're asking me this because I think this is actually more your 
area of expertise. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually feel like I'm thriving right now. Uh, this is perfect for me, you know, the, the physical distancing. Uh, I'm an introvert. Uh, it's perfect for me, but uh, it is absolutely important for us to stay connected. And so, uh, uh, we've, we, you and I have talked, and our staff has mm-hmm. talked, and our elders have talked about how grateful we are that we put together the connection groups. Oh, my stars, that we yes. did. Man, now, ideally, lucky. we would have had a little bit more time yeah. for the groups to kind of you know, gel, gel and, and uh, become a cohesive unit mm-hmm. uh, uh, before some kind of crisis struck. But uh, right away, immediately, uh, here comes a crisis. Yeah. And so I would definitely encourage everybody to uh, spend some time reaching out to their connection group, whether it's an email, a mm-hmm. text message, a phone call, and uh, just check on one another. And uh, one of the things that uh, I'm interested in thinking about right now, too, is how, how do we report that back? You know, how, how do we yeah. let other people know when people yes. are in need? So hopefully in the coming days and weeks, uh, we'll have a, a better answer to that of how, mm-hmm. how, how can you, you know, if you call somebody and, and they need groceries or they need uh, just somebody to, somebody else to call them and just yeah. spend some time talking with them, how can we uh, encourage people in our church to do that? But uh, I think that's definitely one way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another way, that something that I did, uh, I didn't do it this past Sunday, but I did it last Sunday, is I just scrolled through my contact list mm. uh, on Sunday. Nice. And I just, every person that I saw that was a Skillman person, I, I clicked on their name and sent them a message and said, you know, uh, I miss getting to see you today. Nice. I hope man. that your worship was, was, was well. That was cool. Uh, and so I would encourage people just, you know, get creative with yes. thinking of who are the people yeah. that I haven't seen, who are the people I haven't talked to, uh, who might need a word of encouragement? Who are the most vulnerable? Go yeah. back to what you said yeah, a few exactly. minutes ago, and uh, reach out to those people uh, however however you can, and mm-hmm. uh, just see what happens. And uh, God is working through all of this, and so God might be putting on our hearts just the right person to, to call and to talk to. That's right, at man. Any time. Yeah, and I mean to add to that too, man. I, I mean I love this idea of the connection groups. I mean, what a blessing that we had that system set in place yeah. because really every single person in our church, everyone. Uh, even pe- visitors who've come a few times, you know, uh, we put them on this list so that nobody would be left out. And so if, if that system could, could work, that'd be great. But I also want to encourage you guys um, to check online every day, if you yeah. can, uh, to our Facebook page, because we're going to be trying to upload content uh, every day, <clears throat> uh, some videos. Uh, you know, Wednesday, we have this midweek message. Jake just talked about baptism. Ooh. So uh, sounds like it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can hear his thoughts on um, you know this this idea of baptism that we hold so dearly in our in our uh, our church, and uh, so check it out. Also, we have a YouTube channel, and so um, we're gonna send you you know continue links on that. You can just on YouTube search for Skillman Church of Christ, and man, a good way to stay connected is to subscribe to that channel mm. because that way, whenever we upload a new video. It will be you'll be notified uh, of that, and you can stay connected. And uh, we'll try to have we're, we're going to try to be creative. And uh, like I said before, man, this is where innovation, yeah. creativity uh, comes into play. That's and, right. Uh, I know too that there's some uh, the, these classes that have really tried to keep the momentum. I mean, these classes were magic, man. Yeah. All of them. Oh yeah. There was so much momentum and magic before this happened, and. Uh, I know that some of them are going to be trying to reach out. Uh, I know I'm in the photography class, and, and uh, Kim uh, Leeson just posted a video looking at perspective yeah. and photography, but also through in life. Right? How do you how does perspective on life uh, change something? And I think, man, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, I would imagine there's some some sweet gold nuggets of truth yeah. in there. Uh, and so I, I might share that on our, our group page mm. or on YouTube and uh, make that public. Yeah. 
you know, in the uh, the Bible journaling class is kind of similar. They've <laughs> they've continued to uh, to kind of meet via email awesome. right now. And That's so, so good. Uh, different people in the class are sending sending around different uh, things that they have done just to, to kind of interact through art and scripture. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I have to say, uh, probably my favorite person at this church uh, made an amazing video uh, yesterday to send out Ooh, uh, to, to the Bible journaling class. And uh, she just did a fantastic job. And uh, I know people in that class were, were really yeah. encouraged by what, what happened. There. I'm talking about Rebecca, uh, of, <laughs> of course. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot out there with our classes. Uh, you know, even uh, as a staff, I know Shalene is working mm -hmm. on uh, videos and content for parents and kids. Man. And I'm really excited to, to see what she comes up with. Yeah. Uh, she sent out a really great note this past weekend to all of our parents. And yeah. uh, so parents are getting kid content for their kids. Did you, know? you see uh, Addie and Lucas? Uh, she referenced it, but I hadn't, yeah. seen, I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah, so. yeah, they did a great job, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so many people here with with amazing abilities and, and sharing all those videos, emails, messages. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's really, uh, it's been encouraging to me and neat for me to get to see everybody's gifts on display. Right. I now. know, man. I'm man, once we get back together, number one, it's going to be beautiful reunion, uh, and number two, man, we'll have the best of both worlds, man. Yeah. We'll be able to keep up this online stuff, but have also the icing on the cake of being able to. Finally, shake somebody's hand. That's right. That's right. One day. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, Skillman family, take care of yourself. Be safe. Keep washing those hands with soap. 20 seconds. I did hear uh, someone, I think I saw a post on Facebook that said, hey, someone was so excited. If you say the Lord's Prayer when you wash your hands, that's exactly 20 seconds. <laughs> So you can maybe try that out if you want to. Say the Lord's Prayer when you're washing your hands to keep your minds uh, focused. Um, let's let this fear not take the driver's seat. Let's realize it's there. It plays a role. Uh, fear is important. Um, it's kept us alive as a society. But uh, may we use this pandemic, may we use this, uh, this time, may we use this disorienting dilemma as an opportunity to be transformed into... Uh, to people that look more like Jesus, yeah. people who are compassionate, people who are loving, people who uh, are, see those on the margins. Yeah. And uh, that's our prayer for us, for you. And uh, we will see you again next week on the Continuing the Conversation Podcast. Uh, until then, we'll see you online. See you guys. Peace and love. <laughs>